Welcome to track number 20 of The Beautiful Job. Wow. Right, we are ending. This is the last little session that we're going to have. Amen. For just about five minutes and then we are done. Oh. Glory to God. Now, when it comes to I'm just going to give you one of the principles of war. Principle number one. This is now, I'm changing into a military school. Yeah. And I, I cannot go much into it, so maybe... Pray that we can have a, a session another time where we can do that. But I'm just going to give you two principles. One of them uh, is called selection and maintenance of the aim. You must select your aim and maintain the aim that you have. Now, our aim is to win souls, serve the Lord, do His will, and it. In it, and we must maintain that. A lot, of, a lot of us are not maintaining that, so we gotta maintain that. All right. Number two, and that's the last point for the camp, is maintenance of morale. Morale. Now, this is very important in every war. And we are at war. In it. What war are we in? We are warring a good warfare. Amen? We are fighting the devil. We are fighting for God. We are fighting the enemy. We are fighting invisible enemies. And we are winning in Jesus' name. This is the very last point of this camp. So I need you to sit up and really take note of it. Give me the machine gun. Just spray a general. Just spray a general. General, general, no. Okay, oh, general, general. And then go down this way, general. No, general, general. The people at the back. Okay. Now, somebody there. Aha. Gun is finished. Ammunition is finished. Now, maintenance of morale is very necessary when you are leading an army and you are fighting a war. Why? Because maintenance of morale is equal to, or means, maintenance of enthusiasm about the war that you are fighting. 
maintenance of confidence in something and maintenance of the interest you have you see and a maintenance of zeal now I'm not I'm now speaking in a secular way I'm talking about secular war wars are fought on many fronts and you will be taught if you are going to become an officer in the army about the need to maintain the morale of the army you are leading to go and fight. Now, as you are starting out on your war, when people lose the morale or they lose the zeal and they lose the enthusiasm that they had when they were reaching out, they are unable to march and they are unable to fight. There are many examples of this truth. And that, therefore, is one of the principal attacks of the enemy on all armies. Let me give you an example. In Rwanda, there was a war between the Hutus and the Tutsis. And the Tutsis were the smooth-faced people who felt they were a little superior or had been superior for a long time. But the Hutus were the majority. The Tutsis had been trained, had more education, etc. So, but the Hutus had somehow gotten into power. Are you with me? And the Tutsis, led by General Kagame, were down in the north or the south of the country, and they were trying to come. But so the United Nations was and doing some negotiations. I'm ending. I'm ending. Listen. So listen. United Nations was doing negotiations, all right? And because of their history, they had Belgian troops, French troops, Americans. All of them were in the country. All right? Now the Hutus, who were now in power, decided on a plan which worked like magic. In order to kill their enemies, who were the Tutsis, they needed these people who were strong to go away. Because once the United Nations was present, Americans were present, they could not kill the people. So, they went to the Prime Minister of um, Rwanda, who was a lady, uh, or the vice, vice, president of, vice President of Prime Minister, and they went to a Ghanaian sweat guarding her. And they called the Ghanaians out, they went in, and uh, there were also some Belgians. And they took the woman and shot her, the Prime Minister, whatever, lady. They shot her and killed her in her house. And then they took the Belgians and left the Ghanaians. Because the Ghanaians didn't have much value. And they took the Belgians. I'm ending. Amen.
Are you listening? They took the Belgians and the United Nations general, general of the forces there, was asking for his forces. And they said, you'll find them at the hospital. When he went to the hospital, the ten Belgians, they, they disarmed them. They asked them to disarm, to take off, drop their weapons. They gave their weapons, everything. And they took them to the hospital. So the general went to look for the troops. When he went, they were all lying there, all dead. Ten Belgians. When the news got to Belgium, United Nations and everything, America, that woman, Madeleine Albright, they said, no, 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 no. This is too bad. And if you remember, Somalia had happened before, not about a year, when American soldiers had been killed in Somalia. People didn't like it at all. As soon as this happened, the United Nations, America, Belgium, France, everybody out. Which is what? Because they could not stand to take something like that happen to them again. That's what I'm saying. That One of the biggest strikes of the enemy is to strike at your morale and your enthusiasm in coming to stay in Rwanda to fight for I mean Rwandans and I mean as they are fighting and killing themselves and our people are here. So they showed the ten bodies, the ten coffins of the French people crying with their sons and their husbands and they're all dead like out of there. So they sent American planes and a French troops heavily armed. And they said, go stand at the back. Go quick. quick, 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 quick. Stand at the back, stand at the back. They stand them there, and they, 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 and when they came, the Tutsis and the people were saying, "Save us!" The people will kill us, but they didn't know that the people had come not to save them, but to evacuate every single American and French and Belgian anybody from them, because they had lost the spirit to stay to fight for these Africans, had lost their enthusiasm. So they landed at the airport, and the Americans, even at the point, you know, they shot down the Rwandan president. They shot his prince. So at the point, they were, they were said it was dangerous to fly. So they drove in a long car of 100 cars out of the country. Everybody left. There was only one single American left in the country. A guy said he would never leave. And when they left, the Hutu said, uh-huh. This is it, what we wanted. That's why they killed the brother. That's why they left the Ghanaians. The Ghanaian contingent was being commanded by General Anidoho. Yeah. Now they started on the radio. They say, catch them, kill them. And they imported cutlasses. They had imported cutlasses. And they killed the people with cutlasses. They didn't kill them with guns. So they gave, distributed to all Hutus. They said, find them. And they, on the radio, they said, find them. The rats killed them. And so they went and neighbors, like, it's like Asante's looking for airways. Anybody who's an airway, find them. That is what happened. There was no explanation. And they killed and killed and killed. They started from the capital. They killed with cutlass like this. They cut your head. They cut you like that. They cut them. You, you, there are films that show you. Shoot them. 
scattering people. So the, all the streets were lined. I see this line with flowers. Oh, bodies. Oh, on the streets. Thousands and thousands, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. Anybody. Some of them ran into churches. They came into the church and killed all of them in the church with cutlasses, 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 cutlasses. And there was a girl, you see, so always some people don't die. There was a girl who was under, and you see the cut, oh, here, they thought she was dead. She said in the night, she lay under the bodies, and in the night, the dogs would come and eat the bodies. And she stayed there for weeks, hiding, because it took three months, 90 days, and the Hutus were free. They were free, and they killed 800,000 people, until they couldn't find any more people to kill with cutlasses. Yeah, and that's how they did it. They did it by, first of all, attacking the morale and the enthusiasm of the defending force that were there. Yeah. And when their interest was down, they pulled out and they said, we are not interested in the beautiful job again. So you see that many people are enthusiastic when they are in school. And the first place of attack is to attack the morale. That is why a general, they are taught the morale. The people have to have a good enthusiasm. The soldiers, when they are not enthusiastic, they don't stand and they can't fight. That is why the morale is boosted by the sight of their leader with them. It's the difference between saying, go and fight, or somebody say, let's go, oh, 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 and then he's going. First. <laughs> Reinhard Bonke had a serious attack on his morale some years ago. He went to Congo. For a crusade. God had blessed him. He had built a big tent. In one night, the tent was blown away and the, the, the crusade was bigger than the tent anyway. So he started going to Africa. We are going all around Africa. And he went to Congo, to a town called Lumumbashi. And when they left the town, his German drivers and so on, they were driving. And they were driving on a dusty road. And there was so much dust on the road. And there was a petrol tanker coming. And in the midst of the dust on the road, the petrol tanker didn't see them. So it drove straight into them because of the, the dust. There was so much dust. So the petrol tanker drove into them and then exploded. And one of his German uh, pastors who was with him was driving that truck. He, he was bent immediately. And then another one ran around to try to see if he could help. He was also taken up by the field. Never drive near tankers and don't go near them. You see, uh, Ben, you just go as far as run. And Bonke had just, they had just finished the crusade, so they prayed in the morning, 9 o'clock, and then they all left. And then this thing happened. So when he arrived in South Africa, then he had the news that this is a terrible accident that happened. So he sat on a plane and came back and he said, as he took the bent bodies of these people, he said, how was he going to explain to their wives? How was he going to explain to their children? You know? 
And he said at the funeral, the son of one of the bent Germans, he preached and he said that a vacuum has been created in the army. It must be filled. Then the son of the guy came and said, I will fill that for Just after this crusade, Christians started to criticize him that he is out of the will of God, that there is an Achan in his camp, that there is, he is doing something wrong, and that is why this thing has happened. When you hear him talking about you see how angry he gets about this particular thing. But from there, he came straight to Ghana and came to start doing crusades in Ghana. That was when he came to Ghana. But you see, not knowing that ahead were the largest crusades that have ever been held in the world, in Nigeria and all that. All those were yet to come later. And so the devil was attacking seriously on his morale, his enthusiasm and zeal. Yeah. That is what I'm explaining to you that when it comes to war, one of the main things is enthusiasm. So you will notice that when you come here, one of the things you get is enthusiasm and interest. So it's the opposite of what the devil does. And so when you finish school, or maybe if you fail your exam, or something happens, or your heart is broken, or after school your father says, or oh, this happens, or it's not as you think, or you start working and realize it's not as it used to be, or as, then your morale and your interest has to go down. That's the first attack that is coming your way. That's why you have to remember the first principle, the maintenance of the aim. Selection and maintenance of the aim. Wow. Are you understanding the war? Are you understanding how we fight the war? Yeah. In Vietnam, the same thing happened. The Americans, the North Vietnam was communist. They were coming down to South. And in those days, and I'm ending, I'm ending. In those days, Americans, anywhere you are going to be a communist, they come and fight. So the Americans came to fight. And they were fighting the North Vietnamese. And they were winning. Americans were winning. Actually, Americans never lost anything. One day, they did something called a Tet Offensive on a particular holiday in Vietnam. They dug tunnels under the whole of Vietnam and walked under the Americans, came out and Attacked at the same time five or six different cities. Bomb attack. The Americans fought back. And they were fighting and fighting and fighting. But you see, the Americans, the Vietnamese knew something. That Americans don't like certain things. So when Americans were killed, and then they took pictures, and they put it in the newspaper in America, and they saw just a few, not many, <laughs> Americans dying in Vietnam. Then the people in America said, no, 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 no. What is this war? And so the morale or the interest in going to die in Vietnam for a useless war was gone. And the American president, I think it was Carter and all those. That's why they lost their elections. They said, okay, we don't want, the people come from us, we will do our people. We don't want to fight it. This and that. The zeal and the moral, the interest in all those things were finished. And then, 
they, start, they withdrew them. So they withdrew and left the country to be run over by the communists. That's where those people rumble. That's where it comes from. Well, there were several prisoners left behind in the forest, deep inside, tortured and so on. So all those things inspired a lot of films. So if you watch Rambo 1 and 2, he went to rescue these prisoners from that war. But the, the Americans were not weaker. They were not really losing. But they attacked their morale. And that was it. So, expect number one, attack your morale. Wow. One sister's morale was down. She said, I've been a virgin all my life. I waited till I got married before I started doing sexical things. Did you wait? Many did not wait. But she waited. But when she got married, she could not become pregnant. And she was not becoming pregnant. And her morale was greatly. So she said to me, all these people, abortions, doing things, all of them have children. Me, I waited. I didn't do anything bad. And here I am. No child. The morale, her morale was down. That is the blow that Satan will send to you. And you ask yourself, why? What have I done? But it's to stop you and to just break you. But like I told you about Bonke, he persisted. You see, God, the greater glories lie ahead after this attack on your morale. So I want to leave you with this simple message. Saying, you can do the beautiful job. But I'm prophesying and predicting that an enemy will come. And it's going to be after one particular thing. Yes, to attack your morale. And that is why one of the mainstays of military offensive is the maintenance of the morale of the army. And you will notice that here, as we are building this army of beautiful job workers, it is raising the morale and the interest. How many realize that your interest in this beautiful job is highly increased? Yes, but Satan is waiting to highly decrease it. And as I'm telling you, get ready. And when it starts to happen, you say, I remember this thing. And that is where you have to apply yourself and encourage yourself in the Lord. There are many things in my life that are contradictory to my beliefs, to my, the steps that I have taken in my life. There are things that I shouldn't have experienced that could have made me discouraged. There are times that I have been very discouraged. That you wouldn't know. But you always see that my morale is very high. But there are times that I have to encourage myself seriously. Yeah, but you wouldn't know limited. In fact, every film that I see of myself preaching or some event, I remember a particular trouble. It's the troubles that I remember of that time, not the victories. But it's good. It's all good. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you going to maintain your morale? Are you going to try at least? Are we going to try? Do you believe you can try? You believe you can try? Huh? 
Has your morale been boosted? As fast? How many believe that we can try at least? Are we going to try? Have you enjoyed the stars at this camp? Do they have beautiful songs? Is it not fantastic? It's like a kind of concert that we are enjoying. Wow. And it helps. When you sing the word, it increases the morale. When you sing, why do you even ask? It increases our morale. But that is what the enemy is after. First, your enthusiasm. When I check the meaning of the word morale in the dictionary, I was surprised. Enthusiasm. <laughs> enthusiasm. Interest. <laughs> Confidence. Zeal. But the first synonym was zeal. Yeah, I was amazed. And that is what the British military doctrine, Russian army, Chinese army, United States military academies. There are ten principles, the main principles that they teach about war. This is one of them. Maintenance of the morale of the troops. The first one is the maintenance of the aim. Selection of the aim and maintenance of the Russians call it objective. Yes. Soviets. Chinese call something different. There are ten of them. Wow. You believe you can try? And try. I heard about the heart. 
can gather them. I can carry them. And I can visit them. I can preach to them. I can lead them. Counseling them. Enjoy the stars. You are more stars. All right, it's time to close. Let's stand and pray. Maintenance of the morale. Maintenance of the morale of the troops. Wow. That's why camps are important. Because it, it helps to maintain the morale, the enthusiasm, the zeal, the confidence. Of the troops. Lift your hand. Father, thank you for this time that we have had this meeting. I pray and I thank you for the opportunity we have had to share your word and to receive counseling, guidance, and encouragement. Especially, Lord, for this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful job of being a shepherd pastor, a minister, an elder, a servant of the Most High God. Thank you for the jobs of being a scientist, architectural science, political science, physics, chemistry, biology, botany, and all other courses that are done. And Lord, we say thank you for the beautiful, beautiful job of being a shepherd being a pastor, someone who can feed and lead, someone who can gather people, someone who can carry them, oh, someone who can, who can, who can help people. Thank you, Jesus. I pray for every young person standing here in this part of this camp, that you will anoint us with the Holy Spirit, that you will mark us and seal us as candidates for this great work as participants as members of the army as people that have been conscripted Lord to join this great army mark us today but we shall never turn back to the world we pray that you maintain our zeal and the morale and the encouragement that is necessary for such a great work. Bless all the little ones. Reveal to them that you have called them. Reveal to them that you like them. 
reveal to them that it's not by might, not by power, but it's by the Holy Spirit. Influence of the sweet influence of the Spirit upon everyone that makes us able to do this work. Speak to our hearts, Lord. Raise us up and send us. Send us to the people who are waiting for counselors, waiting and hoping for an input, some advice, some leadership, some wisdom. Cause us to grow from strength to strength, from grace to grace in the ministry and in this beautiful job. Though our beginnings are small, cause our latter end to be greatly increased. Let many that stand amongst us be pastors of thousands and thousands and thousands more. We ask in Jesus' name. Let us feel the fire of your presence and your anointing upon our lives. Oh God, in every little way and in every little corner and in every aspect, may we be equipped and empowered to feed and to lead, to gather people, to carry them, to preach like never before. Cause us to know the value of preaching. Cause us to know that he that laboreth, laboreth for himself. Cause us to walk in wisdom, teaching and counseling, interacting with the people every day. Father, I thank you that this is the beginning of a river. The beginning of a river that is flowing from the mountains. It is unrecognized in the mountains. But I thank you that it will be recognized at the sea when it begins to enter the plains and when it begins to make its way down towards the sea to join the great waters of the ocean. There, O oh Lord, it shall be recognized Though the beginnings were small in the mountains, in the hills, oh Lord, no one knew that this stream was that mighty river that was going to be flowing down there in the plains and the valleys. I thank you that these are the beginnings of rivers, mighty and strong, that are generating hydroelectric powers, that are going to generate power, and are going to bring light, and are going to bring salvation. And I'm going to bring deliverance to many, many people. I thank you. I thank you that these are not non-entities and nobodies. For you have placed your hand upon them and sent them to the nations of the world. Thank you that they are going. I see them going, Lord. I see them going. I see them marching. I see them increasing. Where are they going? Where are they going? They are going to the ends of the earth. They are going to the corners. Where there is darkness. Where the light of God is dim. Where light of salvation is needed and wanted. Where are they going? They are going to the places. Where people are stretched out their arms. And their hands. And are crying, help us. Help us come over to Macedonia. We need your help. We need your help. Where are they going? They are going in response to the cry of the rich man in hell who is saying, send somebody to my five brothers. Send somebody to my brothers. But as they come into this place of torment, where are they going? 
the difficult places where children are molested and maltreated. They are going to the places where pastors have forsaken their work and have run away. These shall not run away. They are going in deeper. They are going in deeper. They are going to do, to the will of the commander who commanded them to go. Thank you, Father. Thank you that you put in us to love you and to serve you. Thank you. If you love me, obey my words. If you love me, keep my commandments. Peter, do you love me? If you love me, feed my sheep, tend my lambs, look after my little ones, my little ones that are falling by the roadside. Carry them, my son. Carry them. Lift them up. Hold them in your arms. Hold them in your loving arms and carry them. Carry them when they can't walk. If you love me, this is what the Spirit is saying. If you love me, if you love me, don't sing songs. If you love me, start obeying me. If you love me, start doing what I ask you to do. And I will bless all who rise up to do my will and obey my word. Where are they going? They are going where I told them to go. Where are they going? They are going to help somebody. Somebody who is crying and waiting. Somebody who is hoping. I hope they will come. I read their magazines. I saw them on TV. But I hope they will come. Where are they going? They are going where only soldiers can go. They are going where only trained warriors can go. They are going where only pastors and shepherds can go. Yes. Where are they going? They are going to the fields of harvest. That are so tall and so high. Because there has not been found a harvester for many years. There has not been found any harvester. For all the harvesters are searching for money and gold and silver, which they shall never find anyway. They are going. Where are they going? Actually, they are going to the thrones that are prepared for them. They are walking into glory. They are walking into honor. They are walking into everlasting honor and everlasting stardom. Where are they going? Somebody said. Are they going to destroy themselves? Nay! But they shall raise themselves up by going and by doing my will. For I shall honor them. I shall bless them as they do my will. Go, my son, now. Go. Go, my little one. Go, my child. Go, my daughter. Go, my daughter. Try. 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 I believe you can try. Try, my son. Try, my daughter. Don't go back. Try. You can do it. You can make it. You can make it. But what you thought you couldn't do, I shall empower you to do. And you shall do beyond your imagination. Yeah. Where are they going? I keep hearing this question. Where are they going? Are they going lower? No! They are going higher. They are going higher. For he who takes up my mantle 
and takes up this beautiful job. He's only going higher and higher and higher. He's going up. He's going up into glory, into honor, into dignity. Oh, he's going up. He's going higher. He who takes up my mantle is going higher. He's going He's going away from foolishness. Therefore, I shall bless you as you do my will. As you love those I love, I and my Father should come to you make our abode with you and love you too and bestow honor I shall save you just in time I shall save you I shall help you and I shall deliver you so come 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 with strength come with zeal be determined as you serve me let no man discourage you don't come in groups. Come alone when you are coming. Come alone when you are coming. It doesn't depend on anyone. It depends on you. What I told you to do. What I asked you to do. I have called you. I have sent you. I shall bless you. Now therefore, marry those who will help you to do my will. And avoid those who will take you back. For marriage has destroyed many, has limited many, and reduced the fruitfulness of many. Therefore, take heed to my spirit when choosing and accepting a partner. That you may stand and stand for a long time to do an important work far more important than marrying. Therefore, listen to my spirit in this matter. For my spirit will guide you. My spirit will speak to you. Do not follow the flesh. Do not follow earthly things that look good. Yea, for many things that look like gold are brass. Many things that look valuable have no value. Choose what I value. Choose what I choose. And you shall be blessed. You shall escape many things that were waiting for you. For there are traps and snares all around. To destroy my little ones. To take away their morale. To divert their aim to another aim. Therefore follow my spirit. Be wise in this matter. The Lord shall give you understanding. Be a son. Be a son, a good son. And a good daughter. And the blessings of the Father shall be upon you. What are these blessings? They are the blessings of long life. The blessings of deliverance from confusion and frustration. 
all the days of your life. For I, the Lord, shall bless you and help you as you walk in as a true son and a true daughter. Do not be afraid from being a son or being a daughter. Do not say to yourself, I'm being lowered. I'm being demoted. No, for rather, you are being lifted. You are being honored. You are being glorified as you humble yourself. Say the Holy Spirit to the sons of the house, to the daughters of the family. Yea, all that say they are daughters, I call upon you to be true daughters. I call upon you to be everlasting children, daughters truly in the sense of the word daughter. May you not be using a word that does not apply to you, but may it apply to you, not just in name, but in reality. May the power of the Holy Spirit, the grace of God, the help of angels, the lifting of the Lord, the elevations of Jehovah, the blessings of Jehovah, the blessings in rooms and occupying of rooms of ministry. May the standing in offices, in places of dignity of ministry, be upon you. May you stand in the room of your calling. May you sit upon the chair and upon the throne of your calling and of your house. May you build the house that the Lord asked you to build. May you live long to see His grace upon your life. To do His will. To finish His cause. To accomplish. To lay your hand upon the crown. And the crown of glory. Which He has given to all those who love Him. And who love His appearing. May you hold on to holiness. And the grace of God. Be with you. Help you. Help you. Help you. May you stand there For he has called you And he will surely bring it to pass May his power And his grace Help you Along your way Yea For several angels Have been released From galaxies From places beyond For your assistance for your assistance and for your help. For he shall send his angel to accompany you and to keep you, to keep you in his way. He shall save you in the day of darkness, in the day of your destruction. He shall send his angel to, to save you and to help you. Hey, and to deliver you. Hey, and to save you and to bring you out of the snare. For when you are down, he shall lift you up. When you are down there in the pit, he shall bring a light down there and carry you out of that hole. For the Lord has determined that you should stand and not fall. For the Lord has determined that you should prevail, that you should survive, that you should make it. He has decided it. And man shall take back his hand, which is determined for you. May the Lord make you 10,000 times more than you have imagined that you could be. May the Lord multiply you and give you hands of multiplication. 
Whatever you touch, may it grow. Whatever you handle, may it increase and multiply. May you be a man of fruitfulness. A man of great increase. A man worth much. A man of value. A woman of honor. A woman of power. A woman of God's grace. Yeah. May the sins and the problems of your fathers be delivered from you. May you be delivered from walking in their mistakes. Walking in their sins. Yes. Jesus, thank you. Keep the sons. Keep the daughters. Don't let them fall by the wayside. Let them walk in your will. May they not have the same problems. May they have newer ones. And may the ones that plague their fathers not affect them. Show them things. Things that are not preached. Things that are not said. Things that are not discussed. Show it to them, O oh Lord, that they may know. And they may know the way to go. Things that cannot be said. Show it to them in the secret places. Reveal to them, Lord, what is the truth, Lord, that they may walk in the right way. Help them, Lord, I pray. I thank you for helping. I thank you for your grace that is full of God. In the name of Jesus. Lift your hand and thank God.
you for this blessing. Thank you for this honor. Thank you for this honor. transformed by this camp. To get the most out of it, you will need to listen to it over and over again. Make sure you listen to all the other camps in the Macanair. Don't forget to stop by our website at www.diakewoodmills.org. Here you can download other messages, videos and find out about all the books and other resources available by Diakewood Mills. May God bless you in your ministry.